You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, everybody. It is time for the Thursday edition of Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. We talk... Raiders football, so much to talk about, some news, some roster news, a trade to address the offensive line. What? Yes, we're going to talk about it here on Silver and Black today. Mo Moten, Scott Goldbranson with you, as always. Thank you for joining us and talking Raider football. Mo, let's jump right into this. Um, Oh, by the way, Mo is the national NFL writer for Bleacher Report. He's a Raiders columnist for... Sportsnot.com. Let me catch my breath. And uh, you can find his stuff there. You can follow him on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. You can follow me at LV Gully. We are very highly interactive with our listeners. So jump in there. We'd be happy to talk to you as long as it's not about cheesecake, pineapple pizza, or the WNBA. Ice cream. Or a midship ice cream. That's correct. So I'm fine with the WNBA, by the way. That, that's Scott. <laughs> he doesn't want. Well, you, he doesn't want the full weight of all 1,345 fans of the WNBA coming down on him. Okay, I know. I'm just kidding. Actually, true, true story though. I actually, actually, yes. Congratulations to the Aces. But I yes. actually have a cousin who's really into uh, the WNBA. Her and her mom actually go to a lot of Liberty games. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, just. Liberty is Back one of, I think, there. four franchises that makes money. So good for, I mean, the Liberties are big. And the Sparks in L.A., the Aces now in Las Vegas. Some good examples mm-hmm. there. But talented ladies and uh, a big championship for Las Vegas. Their first pro major league championship. Uh, and, and so they had a good time with the parade yesterday or on Wednesday or Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? I can't remember. It was Tuesday, Wednesday. It was one of those days. But anyway, Tuesday. we're back. We're here to talk about Raiders football, and we joke. We have fun. If you if it gets you angry or you have outrage, that's on you, not me. Uh, but here we go, Mo. Let's talk about this trade. So the Raiders on Wednesday, they addressed the offensive line. Imagine that. Although I will tell you, I'm, I'm incredibly underwhelmed. Uh, but, hey, it's a body. We'll see how he does. They traded uh, for Justin Heron from the New England Patriots. They traded a 2024 Seventh round pick, uh, as well. Uh, that's what they have acquired, and they traded away a 2024 sixth round pick. So, for a sixth round and a uh, for a sixth round pick, they got the player and a seventh round pick in 2024. Heron was a sixth round selection by the Patriots two years ago. 
He's appeared in 28 games. He's had 10 starts over two seasons. He's played in 16 games as well as a rookie. He appeared in 12 games with six starts. He played at Wake Forest. Uh, in a corresponding move, the Raiders released Javelin Gidry, the cornerback. One of the best names I've ever heard. Javelin is cool. Uh, but uh, they say goodbye to him for now. Well, we, we, we've been talking for months about addressing the offensive line. I think fans overall are, are saying to themselves and saying to the organization, hey, listen, you knew this was a, a, a weakness, but you continually never addressed it. And now you're seeing the impact of it in game time during the season. And you go out and you get a former six-round draft pick who's a sometime starter it sort of seems like they're just adding a body. It's not necessarily somebody who you could say, oh, finally, they got some help at right tackle. Yeah, this is not someone who's going to step in and start over Thea Mumford and uh, Jermaine Luminar over there on the right side. But Josh McDaniels did say during the presser, swing tackles don't grow on trees. So that's probably True. what his role is going to be. Uh, swing tackle can fill on both sides just in case of injuries. I would say just a body, but it's more depth. I, I know we've had fun with Joshua Daniels' comment about how the Raiders have options at the tackle position, but it's about quality, <laughs> not quantity. So they're addressing the spot, but it's more, again, it's more of a of a depth player than a, than a starter, just in case someone gets hurt. So my thing is, as you said, the Raiders knew that this is an area of concern coming in to the season based on how that line performed last year. And I just feel like they didn't put enough into that position, one of the arguably the most important position with multiple players involved. Yeah. Didn't address it adequately, and they're going to have to address it next year. This is a guy that's probably going to hang around the roster. Who knows? He may turn into you know, a decent player. But, again, I'm not writing home about Justin Heron um, signing with uh, being traded to the Raiders. Yeah, and, and I think it, you're right. It, it, being a swing tackle, having bodies because of injuries, I mean, you're going to have attrition, right? And – and you don't know what's happening there. So I get that they added somebody, uh, but it's certainly not going to solve the problem right tackle. And and I know it's only two now into the third week of the season, but you hit on something that's important I think fans need to understand, our listeners need to understand, and that is they're not going to fix it this year. They're just not. They, they made the conscious choice to go and roll the bones with what they got. So that's what's going to happen. That's what they're going to do. And so that means this rotation, this crazy rotation we've seen, unless somebody really just starts balling out week after week and captures that position or positions, I think you're going to see a rotation with a couple of guys probably solidify themselves as the starter most of the time. Uh, but we'll see where that goes. By the way, uh, ranking-wise, if you looked at if, at Justin Haran, uh, overall 56.7. These are PFF numbers. Pass blocking, 45.7, a 62 in a run. Everything that I've read uh, is that, yes, he is better in the run. So we'll see how that all goes. He's allowed one sack in those 393 uh, snaps as well. Um, no other movements on the roster as far as the Raiders uh, adding any positions of need, Mo, but we look at the injury report uh, that was out uh, yesterday and this week, and that includes Brandon Bolden still out with a hamstring, limited to practice. Jermaine Illuminor with a hip was limited in practice. Neil Farrell Jr., uh, the, the defensive tackle, limited. Then out so far this week has been Chandler Jones, so that was a, a, a basically a veteran rest day, so we won't really count that one. Andre James still out with that concussion for the second week now. Trayvon Mooring, Bilal Nichols with a shoulder, Denzel Perryman with an ankle, 
and Hunter Renfro with the concussion. And Mo, the Denzel Perryman one is, is, is of note as well. I mean, you want all these players to be healthy. Nobody wants anyone to ever be hurt. The Raiders need everybody they can get. But the Denzel Perryman on the defense with who they're facing Sunday in Tennessee could be a big problem if he's not ready to go. Yeah, that's that's the one I'm looking at because you need all hands on deck if you're going to tackle Derrick Henry. I believe it was um, Patrick Graham was talking about the toughness and and comparing him, not comparing him to beast mode, but just being a one-of-a-kind player, Derrick Henry, who is hard to bring down. And you're going to need your top tackler uh, and within the front seven for that for that Titans offense because they they play a physical run style. There's no secret how the Titans play football. They're not going to spread you out and throw for 350 yards. They're looking to go downhill and run it down your mm-hmm. throat with Derrick Henry, the 2019-2020 rushing champion. So they just need their guys healthy. So I'm looking at Denzel Perriman. I'm looking at Bilal Nichols uh, being healthy. Neil Farrell Jr., the rookie, didn't dress in the first in the last game. Matthew Butler didn't dress either. They were both inactive, basically non-factors. And, and they had a slow preseason, so I didn't expect Matthew Butler and Farrell to be involved in the game plan as much early in the season. But it kind of stings now that you're, you had this big road test against this run-heavy team. Again, you're going to need all the guys you can to tackle him and to not have your two rookies who are interior defensive linemen involved. Now you're going to have to depend on Jonathan Hankins. I'm, I'm older in the tooth, but he's going to have to be a key player to stop the run. Uh, I know you let go of Kyle Petko, so that means Billings, who's played well, has to be active. He's got to be down there to stop the run. So the Raiders basically need to focus on loading that box up and making sure mm-hmm. Derrick Henry doesn't beat them with 145 rushing yards on the ground. Yeah, and, and this Titans team is reeling too, right? And they've had injuries. Uh, Tyler Luan, the, the, the offensive lineman with a knee injury. So they're really banged up as well, but still you have to respect – uh, that running back and 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 that offense because they can put points up uh, again they've struggled and you saw what happened to them uh, this past week but as heading into the weekend these injuries uh, you, you just don't know some of these guys could be ready to go at game time some of them might not we won't know as we head in uh, to uh, the game on Sunday afternoon uh, or Sunday morning but if you look at some of these other injuries too the Andre James one we talked about on Tuesday's show Mo, and also on the mailbag show yesterday on Wednesday, we talked about Dylan Parham and what a great job he did at center. So Andre James appears, I mean, he didn't go on Wednesday coming into Thursday. The, 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 the likelihood of him getting healthy in time to play on Sunday on the road, to me, looks doubtful, uh, uh, which means Dylan Parham's going to get his second start and really show, and maybe... He's going to Wally Pip, Andre James. For those of you who don't know who Wally Pip is, Google it. You'll find out. Uh, there's a really good chance here that we could see Dylan Parham a second time uh, and see him solidify maybe himself as a new starter there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I believe it was Derek Carr's hair that asked the question that uh, <laughs> this, will Parham just supplant Andre James at the center position and can Andre James play guard if he does? 
And I answer that question saying, yes, I, I think Dylan Parham can be that guy to start right away, simply because he is the Raiders guy, the, um, the current regime's guy, Joshua Daniels and Dave Ziegler's guy. They didn't pay. This regime did not pay Andre James. That was John Gruden in his regime. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see if Andre James is out for, let's say, I'm just throwing a number out there, three, four games, he may not get his job back depending on how Dylan Parham plays. Now, where will he end up after that? He'll probably be another backup offensive lineman, as I said, to Derek Carr's hair on, t- on Tuesday, I believe it was. So uh, he has Andre James, for his sake, if he wants to stay a Raider, he, he needs to hurry back because the guy behind him is is getting meaningful snaps there at the center position. Yeah, uh, we also heard this week, uh, earlier in the week, Mo, from um, defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. And one of the guys that you talked about uh, uh, on the Mailbag Show and back on Tuesday's show as well when we were reviewing the Cardinal loss was Chandler Jones. It was the first thing you mentioned when we talked about the game. Uh, Some people were throwing heat Mm -hmm. your direction uh, about Chandler Jones. Mm-hmm. I agreed 100% with you because you're paying the guy $17 million. And a, hey, you did an okay job is not enough when you're paying that on the edge. Uh, Patrick Graham talked about it, and he said, quote, I thought Chan Chandler has some great rushes during the game in terms of keeping him in the pocket. The unselfishness, like you said, in terms of forcing it to other guys, we made some plays there in the pocket. Unfortunately, they made a few more plays than we made. Uh, but you have to change the plan based on the quarterback. That's a, it's a really good non-answer to the question about Chandler Jones because what I'm seeing uh, and watching the film today again uh, was that um, he just doesn't see – is he doing some okay things? Uh, yes, against the run and, and getting in some coverage. But he's done nothing to help on the pass rush. And so it's fine if you're doing a little bit to help out here and there. He's got two tackles on the year. So I don't know where people think – that Chandler Jones, and I'm not trying to pick on the guy. That's not what it's about. It's just you have to get the performance out of the dollars you're paying. And right now, if they could take him back and exchange him, they might. Yeah, there were people coming after him after the first week. And I and I said, you know, give Rashawn Slater credit because that's who he was going up against. Yeah. One-on-one, uh, the, the Chargers rookie. He had a Pro Bowl rookie year, now going to second year. Still a pretty good player. I said, you know, give Slater credit. Pretty good player. I'm, I'm sure he's uh, shut down some decent edge rushers and some good edge rushers. And then in the second game, I said, okay, I need to see a little more from them. I just, did, I just didn't see it. As you said, he'll make a play here and there. He'll get, a, he'll get a stop on the run. But when you pay a guy three years, $51 million, he's making $17 million a year, you're expecting more than a, a, a cool stop here and there. You need a little more than that. And I think the Raiders are going to be expecting more. They won't say it at the podium because this regime is not the type that's going to call out a guy publicly. Right. But I'm sure behind closed doors, in so many words, they're nudging him like, look, we need a little bit more from you. And you mentioned at the beginning of the show, Taylor Wan might be out. I don't know if Taylor Wan playing or out is better for Chandler Jones because Chandler Jones got five sacks off the guy last year in week one. <laughs> and then he kind of tapered off. So even if Taylor Lewan plays, I'm okay with that matchup, Taylor Lewan and Chandler Jones. If he doesn't play, I, I, of course, it's probably a softer matchup. But either way, Chandler Jones needs to show up on Sunday. He does, and and I, I you know, we're going to get into the game a little bit later here in the show, but um, you, you, I think you got to have some breakout games here on the defense, just like you do on the offense, right? You have to have some guys step up, and and I think Chandler Jones has to. Uh, again, doesn't mean he's got to rack up three sacks. I, I just want to see him involved in pressuring the court. Ryan Tannehill is not Kyler Murray, 
okay? It's a different type of quarterback. You should be able to to pressure the quarterback and get in there, especially if there's some injuries. The other guy, and we'll talk, we can talk about him a little bit later, but I really want to see, and I think he will be very active in this game and he'll have a great game, is Jonathan Abram. I think Jonathan Abram has played well. You called it out on Tuesday, actually, on Tuesday's show. And I think this is a guy who, in this game, if Patrick Graham is smart, uses him in that rush, gets him closer to the line, uh, and he could have great impact here. Yeah, especially if Denzel Perryman doesn't play or, or is a little slow, not not completely 100%, you're going to probably drop Abram into the box and use him to shoot gaps and, and generate or supplement the pass rush there. So he could be instrumental in this game. Because, again, with this Titans team, you're not really worried about guys getting behind you. Robert Woods on the outside, not really a burner. Traylon Burks is still, as a rookie, trying to find his way. Uh, they got Westbrook. Uh, out there who's you know uh, average to below average wide receiver not not a name to write home about so you're worried about the titans going downhill so again mm-hmm. you you want to have a loaded box at times and you and you trust your cornerbacks nate hobbs and rocky Sin, who's been playing well who i doubted early in the season so i was worried about rocky Sin playing very well but your corners for the raiders now are playing well enough where you could trust them one-on-one and just say okay other guys in the front seven, we need to stop Derek Henry, and we need all hands on deck there. You can leave Hobbs on the outside. You can leave Rocky Austin on the outside, and they can handle their business. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. All right, we're going to take our first break here on Silver and Black today. When we come back, we'll roll on, talk about this Titans team, talk about some other concerns for the Raiders. Uh, players stock up, stock down, a piece I wrote on Knot. One of the players on there isn't going to make fans very happy to talk about But there might be an issue, and we're going to talk about that as well when we come back here on Silver and Black today. Don't go anywhere. 